Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and verse number 8. But if a man live many years and rejoice in them all, yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. All that cometh is vanity. The middle of the verse is my text. Yet let him remember the days of darkness, for they shall be many. I, I didn't come to depress you this morning. And I, I listened to the Yorks and the AGs and Brother Adam and, and his girls and, and others and look at the school kids when they, when they bring them in. And I, 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 wish, I wish Ecclesiastes 11.8 wasn't true. <laughs> I, I wish it was different. I, 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 you know, all we have in Christ, I wish, you know, once you got saved, you know, it was, you were home free from here till uh, we stand uh, at it, and kneel at his, at his feet and bow in his presence. I, 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 part, of me, part of me wishes uh, that's the way it was. But we all know that is just not reality. And to those who are old enough to understand it, uh, I, w- I hope God will allow me to say a few things that will be a help to you this morning. To the, the younger ones or maybe a new Christian and you're, you're still on your high <laughs> and, and the forgiveness of sins, not the half has been told that the the family has sung about these last two days. Maybe that is so euphoric right now. That's just where you are. Can I, I will never, I will never pour cold water on you. I will fan your fire. So don't just enjoy it as long as you can. Just file this away for when the day comes that you need it. Okay. So hold that thought. Uh, go with me to Hebrews chapter number eleven. Hebrews chapter number eleven. Hebrews chapter number 11 and verse number 35. Hebrews eleven thirty-five, And obviously you know uh, I could have dropped back several verses. 32, what shall I more say? Uh, let's go to 35. Women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And here, here's really why I took you to Hebrews. The next two words, we've already read these two words in 35, and others. Hebrews chapter 11 is full of victory after victory after victory that people walking by faith experienced. Children, when they're past childbearing years, dead, raised to life again. That's what Hebrews 11, that's, if, if, I, if I walked up to a young person at Anchor Baptist Academy and said, tell me a little bit about Hebrews 11, most of them are going to say the heroes of faith and they're going to list three or four names. Most of us don't go to chapter 11 verse 36 and say, others had trial of cruel mocking, scourging, bonds, and imprisonment. And the days of darkness is what I want to preach about for a few minutes. Um, Before we bog into the message, would you turn back a few pages to 1 Corinthians chapter number 13. 
to my friend, uh, the brother from India, if bog in does not translate, just um, elbow somebody and say, what is he about to do, okay? 1 Corinthians 13, 12. That's another reason you need to go out of the country. It's not just English to that language. It's English to southern, to redneck, to hillbilly, and then to that language, okay? And there... They, they, they're, it's a, it's a, it's a treat to experience that. First Corinthians thirteen twelve. For now, we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. Listen to me carefully. You are not going to grasp the days of darkness. Everything that God was trying to do and teach you and show you, you are not going to grasp all of that on this side. Everything He allows you to see, uh, Miss Faith, every veil that He pulls back a little bit and, and allows you to thrill God's people with the words of a song because of your trial, every message He gives you, every testimony that He gives you at your local church, thank God for it. But I promise you, Brother Brian, the older I get, the more I'm convinced we only begin to grasp a small percentage of what He's doing. Things I thought I uh, uh, at, at 30 years ago, oh, oh, that's what God was doing. At 30 years down the road, I go... I thought I knew what he was doing. He was doing so much more. And if, if God can do that in our finite minds in 10, 20, 30 years, imagine what he's going to reveal to us in eternity. Now we see through a glass darkly. I was coming up the hall and heard Brother Adam and the girls finish the song, I Still Trust You. That the, the, the York sang earlier this morning about would I exchange, would I trade the, the blessings to, to, to get rid of, of the dark times? No, if I have to have both, just give me both. I don't want to give up either. I want what God is doing in my life. I've got two points, two main points. Both of them are the same word. Why? Why are there dark days? Why is that a part of this Christian journey? Very briefly, because I really want to get to the second one, but the, 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 one of the reasons is choices. Choices that... On, on this one, what I really want to emphasize is choices that others make. There's godly parents in this room this morning and you didn't sleep well last night. And you loved Jesus for a very long time. But somebody near and dear to you has made, is making, and unless God miraculously intervenes, will make very poor choices. And, and here's the irony of that. Now, we know their eternity is not good if they don't come to Jesus. But present tense, short term, they look to be doing okay. And we're the one up all night wringing our hands and praying for them. And as mama would say, they're footloose and fancy free. 
Listen to me. That ain't fair. Don't get upset at me. Life, life's not, that, that is not the way it's supposed to be. That the one who is breaking your heart with their choices looks, read, Job had the same questions. Asaph had the same questions. I, wh- wh- why is he doing so well? Excuse me. Have you noticed what he's up to lately? What's up with this? We may not utter it quite that way. But we think, I I read one author, I I wish I'd written his name down. He said, it's all right to ask questions. He said, asking a question is different from questioning God. I'm not smart enough to give you a real deep discussion on how they're different. But uh, boy, I read after some godly, I read after godly men, prayerful men, sold out men who ask God some very tough questions. So, so choices, and then this just bridges onto that one, but, but I, I want to I dis- make a distinction there. Consequences. What, what if that person you love is in Proverbs chapter 1, and they're at the end of the chapter where God said, because I've called and you refused, because I've reached out my hand and no man regarded, I'm going to mock when your fear cometh. Can I be straight up with you? That's a view of God I don't like to think about. Him mocking at somebody's fear. Y'all understand me? Here's what Percy Ray preached from that text, Brother Luther. Here's what Percy Ray preached there. When God laughs like a madman. He he studied those words about God mocking and God laughing. His message was when God laughs like a madman. Chris, I'm not comfortable with that. That, that, that's Miss Faith, that's not the view of God I, I, I meditate on. But when somebody you love is not doing well anymore and they're reaping the consequences of those choices, it'll keep you up at night. It'll be a dark day. When that person you love, when that ch- pastor, when that church member that you've poured your life into for the last 10, 12, 15, 20, when, when they walk away from it all, when, when you took sweet counsel together and went to the house of God in company, when you can look back three years, five years, seven years, 10 years, 15, 36, 37 years and say we shouted, we enjoyed the presence of God at Sherathon together, and now they mock the very God that we worship and adore. And when they when they start when when their reaping time comes and those consequences come, it'll be day. It won't just be days of darkness for them; it'll be days of darkness for you. And then there's a third reason: conforming. Romans 8, 28, and 29. We all know 28. I wish we read 29 with 28. I, don't, I wish we didn't let them stand alone. That, 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 that good that he's going to bring out of my trials in verse 28 is found in verse 29, that I be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. So the dark days in my life, Brother Collins, may be... Nothing more, and I don't say that to belittle it. Maybe God conforming me to His image. He will use it to conform me to His image. 
But, but it, it may not be anybody's bad choices. It may not be the consequences of anyone's sin. It's just God allowing me to be conformed to the image of His Son. Philippians 3.10, that I may know Him. Well, if you've done it, God bless you. I'm not trying to correct you. That I may know Him. If you want to preach that I may know Him, let that be point one. Please don't leave off point two. And the fellowship of His and the power of his, what comes before every, I've, I've read my Bible, y'all. What comes before every resurrection? A death. And boy, we just want to wave the hanky on the resurrection power. And I'm like, no, you got to drop back three days, buster. And, and I, you know, I don't under, we know that and we believe that, but we are so prone to forget it. So, so conforming me to the image of Christ, and I won't go there, but First uh, Peter, uh, number four would be confirming. Let me illustrate that, and I'll say more about that uh, in the second uh, why, point number two, which is the same as point number one, why. Point number one is why. Point number two is why. The confirming means this. My faith and the reality of my faith is confirmed when I endure suffering. Not when I accept all of his blessings and wave my hanky and run around the church and I'm all for all of that. But Miss Hill, when I follow a casket down the aisle... And on sweet by and by, my hand still goes up in praise. My, my faith is confirmed. Y'all know what confirm means? Confirm a reservation. I just want to make sure this is real. Right? You don't want to show up and then say, we don't have your reservation. No, 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 no. I've got a reservation and it's real. I've been confirming it for a long time. Miss Kim, I didn't know you was going to be here. You know you're my favorite sermon illustration. Everybody else is going, <gasps> did he just say that to one of his members? Let me tell you why. Years ago, she said, preacher, use me anytime you want to. If something we've been through can help somebody else, have at it. Amen. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> a few years ago, Miss Agee, a few years ago, she went through something. I... They've been through so much, I don't remember which trial it was. She went through it, her and Brother Morris, they prayed, they walked with God, they stayed in church. A few months later, she stood up one Sunday. She said, I just need to brag on Jesus. She said, I was sitting at home the other day reading my Bible and praying and meditating, and I realized what he brought me through three months ago. She said, and this is what she said, Brother Barton. She said, this is your exact words. She said, that wasn't me. She said, I know me, and I know how I would have responded several years ago. And she said, I just want to thank him for what he's done in my life. She said, several years ago, I would not have responded to that trial the way I did. She said, that wasn't me, y'all. That was Jesus. That's confirmation. That, that's confirmation, and we all need it, okay? So I, whatever, whatever the cause for your days of darkness, I've got my second point, and it's also why. 
And here's what I want to give you. And that's the heart of my... Really, it's all important, but that's really the heart, what's, what's burning heavy on me. And this really dovetails with what I said about Miss Kim. When your days of darkness come, and you stay with Jesus, you're more believable. Mom and dad got saved when I was four and a half. We was in a wheat church for a year, got in a strong church. So then the Lord uh, moved us and, and we were in the upstate. And I know for a fact, brother, that I had men in the church that God gave them good jobs and they were able to sell this little, no disrespect, this little meal house and, and, and get a nicer place. That was, that was the socioeconomic level of our, of our people. I know for a fact, Brother York, that, I, that I, I grew up hearing men say, Preacher, the Lord gave me a new job, and I'm going to be able to do better for my family, and I think every man ought to want to. But Brother Randy, none of those stand out to me. I know I heard it because I just was taught when God's good to you, you thank Him. And, and I know I saw that modeled. But Brother Locklear, let me tell you what does stand out to me. Family after family after family. Back in the old days where the phone would ring and somebody would go to the wall-mounted telephone. All you young people, they're in museums. And mom or dad would go, hello? Oh, Barbara, I'm so... We'll be right there. And we just all did ministry together. That'll preach. It was never dad's kingdom. Y'all with me? And we'd just all get ready and drive to the other side of Greenville. Walk up the steps of that little mill house. And there was Barbara weeping. Her brother from Pickens had died in a drowning accident at Lake Hartwell. Another time the phone would ring. Mom or dad won. Oh, same thing, same. Oh, and, and they'd hang up the phone. They'd turn to the other, tell them the story. We'd all load up and here we'd go. Or mom or dad would pick us up at, in the car line at school and they'd say, this happened today and they'd tell us the story. And y'all know how this plays out? The next three, five, seven, eight days, the whole church family just wrapped their arms around somebody and said, we don't know how, but you're going to get through it. And then somebody who had been there said, I don't know how we got through it, but we did, and he'll get you through yours. And somewhere in that window, we'd all gather at the church. Here'd come a casket. Or we'd all wait in an ICU waiting room. And, and hands would ring, tears would flow, prayer meetings would break out. And sometime later, that family would stand up in church. And if we had buried that loved one or if God had healed them and raised them up, both happened in Hebrews 11. Whatever the outcome was, Brother Scott, that family some, sooner or later would stand up and go... Preacher, I just, I just want to tell, thank the church for the love. I just want everybody to know God's been faithful. 
And they'd sit down. You say, oh, well, they didn't say more than that. There wasn't anything else left to say. God was faithful. And, and as grateful as I am for every man who got a new job, as, faith, as thankful as I am for all the material blessings, I am most grateful for those people who walked through the days of darkness and said, God is still good. Your testimony is believable. I want you to look at this verse with me. Would you go to 2 Thessalonians? Would you go to 2 Thessalonians? I'm going to let you turn there. I've jotted down a phrase from that verse in my Bible. And I won't take the time to turn. Look at 2 Thessalonians chapter... I didn't even write the... It's, it's, it's chapter 1. It's, look, look there around 10. Is there a parenthesis in verse 10? Is that where it is? Read it, Brother Jerry. What does he say? Because our testimony among you was believed of that day. Amen. Listen to me, church. Paul was probably in Thessalonica three weeks. Could have been a little longer if they went underground when the persecution began. But he was not there long. And when he wrote that second letter, he still remembered, you believed our testimony. Now listen to me carefully. You've got to hear the gospel. You've got to understand the gospel. You've got to believe the gospel. But the gospel, 99 times out of 100, is believable when you've seen it lived out in somebody's life. We could open the floor for testimonies and one after another after another would say, I don't remember what the preacher preached on. That'd be a good place for an amen. They'd say, I couldn't have told you Genesis from Revelation. I didn't know. How many times have you heard this? I didn't know John 3.16. But I, but I saw Jesus in his life. And I wanted what he had. I'm, I'm, I'm not minimizing the cross. I'm not minimizing the gospel. I'm not minimizing the resurrection. That is why we're saved. But let's, y'all, that's by faith. That's by faith. When you see it in somebody's life and God the Holy Ghost grips your heart and says, that's what you need. And you say, you agree with God. Take sides against yourself. That's when something starts happening. The days of darkness make your testimony believable. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. Look at verse number 4 and verse number 5. I won't try to quote them. I won't even try to paraphrase them. Just let your eyes fall on those words. You can tell immediately what he's saying. Brother Whittemore, he's saying, All right, Corinthians, you've been comforted. It's time to get out of preschool and you start sharing that comfort with somebody else who needs it. Number one, your testimony is believable. Number two, your comfort is shareable. Y'all are either thinking about that one or you don't like it. 
<laughs> because for me to comfort you, I got to go through something where I need comfort. Right? And as Americans, we're so self-centered. If I've got to go through something to be able to help Brother Gary, I'd just as soon let Brother Randy help Brother Gary. This, ain't, this is not share preaching. This is local church preaching. <laughs> oh, the only way I can help Brother Gary is to go through something. Lord, I'll pass. Brother Randy needs a blessing. Give Brother Randy a blessing. Let him have a trial so he can help Brother Gary. Brother Gary needs it, but I ain't the man. I, I, I'm taking a class. Don't ask me why. Glutton for punishment is all I can figure crazy or something I don't know but here's what the professor said a few weeks ago it, it, I'm not sure if I if I like it or not but I've used it three times Miss Tracy so I must like it uh, he said we need to start a comfort chain and y'all are like I don't know if I like that or not that sounds new age that sounds like new age you're going contemporary on us okay maybe I am okay I don't see that happening okay this ain't what the contemporary movement's looking for. Here's what they said. God comforts me. And then I turn around and comfort him. And then a day or two later, he looks for somebody he can comfort. You, don't know what, you want to know what would make a healthy church in western North Carolina? People walking in the door, Abby going, who can I comfort today? With the same comfort wherewith I was comforted. Y'all, that's Bible. That's Bible. I, 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 I don't mean it's pleasant. That doesn't mean I got up this morning going, I hope I get to stand at the end of another casket. I'm just making it real. That, that, I, that, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be strange. I am just telling you, when it's not if they're coming, it's when they come. When those times come, if, not, if nothing else, Brother Jerry, let's just say, Lord, when it's time, show me what I can learn from this. I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready to receive it, but, but I'm ready to be made ready. To be made ready. Don't waste. Don't waste those trials. And, I'm, I, and I won't give you a window of time because that would be wrong. It may be three weeks for you. It may be three months for somebody else. It may be three years. But if you've been through one, and, and I, I gotta, we got to do some audience. If you've been through a trial or a day of darkness, say amen. amen. Okay, there you go. It's everybody. God, God wants you to help somebody who's in a day of darkness. I can't explain it. I, I don't even understand it. But Chris, when you walk up beside somebody who's in a day of darkness and you reach out to them, your day gets a little bit brighter. I don't know how he does it. You're entering into darkness. And lo and behold, because God is so good, you both end up getting some light. Forgive me if I need forgiveness for the personal illustration. May will be four years that we buried my wife's only sibling, a 50-year-old sister. They were 18 months apart, close in a odd sort of way. Very committed to each other, but very different ladies. 
She passed after a short, very intense 11-month battle with cancer. Brother, Brother Barton, it came the day for the visitation and the, the service and the burial. And my, my brother-in-law is a law enforcement officer and very stoic, good man. We have a, he's a great, he loves the Lord. We have great fellowship. But his personality is what you would expect. And so on the way to the church, he said, Doug, I can't, I can't do that hour and a half handshaking stuff. He said, that's not me. He said, so I'm going to stay in a, in a room and let you and Norma and Gene and Chris uh, greet everybody. He said, if one of my army buddies or a law enforcement uh, co-worker comes through, bring them back to me in this room and let me chat with them for just a minute. He said, but I said, Barry, any, anything you need, I'll, I'm here for you. So Brother Philip, we're, we're, we're there. And I don't know if it started early or, or what, but... People started filing in. Y'all you know, know how it is at that age. You know, it was a huge crowd. And people started filing in. And we were down here at this end. And Chris's mom and daddy were down there. I wish you could have seen the grace of God in their lives. And Chris and Barry and I. No, Chris was with their mom and daddy. Barry and I are down here. And the first one got to him. And before he could leave, the second one got to him, Brother Scoggins. And an hour and a half later, he is still there. And a couple times I'd said, Barry, you need anything? No, I'm good. We got home to the house that afternoon. He said, Doug, it's the strangest thing. Everybody who shook my hand and hugged my neck took, and this is what he did, Brother, Brother Randy. He said, took that much of my grief. It's what he said. He said, everyone who shook my hand, they took that much. He said, by the end of that time, and it was time for the service, he said it was bearable. He didn't say he wasn't grieving. He didn't say there wasn't loss. But he said, everybody that shook my hand and hugged my neck, they took that much of it. And I said, okay, God, with your grace, I'll get through this. So I said all that to say this. I didn't say it to play on your emotions you don't have to carry the whole load. You don't have to have the answers. Is it not best sometimes just to be quiet? Are y'all with me? So, so if you've been comforted through a day of darkness, can you find somebody else who's in a day of darkness and just take that much? And, and this isn't part of the message. Aren't you glad for the ones who have come and took that much of your day of darkness? And when they take that much of your darkness, somebody tells me what runs in. Light. And if I pull that much darkness and a little bit light comes in, and they pull that much darkness a little bit more light comes in, you start the service better than you did an hour and a half ago. I don't mean you're not going to wake up the next morning with a loss. But I am telling you, God will get you through it. Your comfort is shareable after you've been through a day of darkness. Romans 8, 37, quickly. Romans 8, 37, 38, and 39. I wish... Oh... I wish I could. I wish I could do. I wish if this was tag team, I'd tag you right now. I'd say you up. 
I can't do Romans 8, 37. Brother Adam, I might, I'll bet y'all do this in northeast Georgia. Some tag team. Girls, could he, could he handle it? <laughs> Look at 8, 37, 38, and 39. I'm not even going to read them. <laughs> oh, you about, to, you about to get me in a mess. Romans 8. Quickly, quickly. 8, 37. 8, 37. When I stop, say the next word. Nay, in all these things we are more than through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither nor life nor, nor principalities nor, nor things present nor things to that be future nor height nor, nor any other creature shall be, able to, shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When you get through your days of darkness, you are showing your friends, family, co-workers and neighbors and most importantly the generation coming along behind you, days of darkness are beatable. You've got a testimony that's believable. You've got comfort that's shareable. And you are telling them these days of darkness, these trials are beatable. You're, you're telling them, and they may just have to believe it by faith, you're going to whip this. You say, oh, Brother Reigns, you, you done veered off into heresy. God's no. Who's more than conquerors? Somebody tell me. We are. Here's what God does, Brother South. He gives us a job to do. Amen. He comes along and helps us do it. If not, does it through us. And then turns around and rewards us as though we did it ourselves. We, Brother Adam, we are more than conquerors. I, I get victory was won at Calvary. I get Jesus paid it all. I get it. I love it. I embrace it. I preach it, testify, sing, and shout about it every chance I get. But the bottom line is he lets me wear the victor's crown. We are more than conquerors. These problems are beatable. These problems are beatable. I've got to go back to, the, to four years ago. Do you know why we were at sketch, why we were able to stand at the foot and the head of a, of, of a, of a casket and say, God is good? It's not because we're... Special. We watched your generation say God's good. God, 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 God's good. We, we, they got through. Where, where's the listen, be kids? Here's what your daddy said. Here, yeah, stand up, boy. His mom had already lost one, conceived him, and was high risk to the nth degree. High risk. Y'all, y'all know. Here's what your daddy said. Here's what your daddy said. You don't even know what high risk means. You're just out there killing animals with archery and shotguns and rifles. This is Daniel Boone. Stay up, stay up. But Scott, here's what his daddy said. His daddy picked out a burial plot on the family land. He sat me down on his front porch, Brother Randy. He said, Robert got through his trial. PJ got through his trial. God will get us through ours, preacher. You weren't supposed to be born. He said, 
It, the doctors give us no hope of her carrying him, him, him surviving. He said, I know we, we lost one several months ago. He said, it looks like this one's going the same direction. He said, I already know where I'm going to bury him. He said, preacher, don't worry about us. We'll make it. He said, those, he called names all around the church. He said, they got through theirs. We'll get through ours. I'm not being irreverent. Brother Jerry, he didn't quote me one verse. Miss Hill, he didn't quote me a verse. You know what he saw? Somebody else's faith. Yeah. Glory. Yeah. I, I, Brother Bill, I need to know somebody's lived this. I'm not taking anything away from this book. Buddy, but give me, a, give me a testimony service. Somebody said, told one of our people, they said, we don't, what's about all that story time? They looked him in their God-given eyeballs and said, this ain't story time. We're bragging on God. We're telling everybody who got us through this trial. And, and all I know to say is that, that put enough faith in that daddy's heart to say, Lord, you, you got them through a trial and a hard time. Uh, you can do that and more. More. You can be more. You can make me more than a conqueror. A conqueror would have been getting through that trial and coming out on the other side and saying there's a little, sand, there's a little uh, a spot on the back 40 and God's faithful. That would, have been, that would have been a conqueror. That would have been victory. God said, oh, I kind of like that. Read Hebrews 5. Offered to God with strong crying and tears. Your tears are an offering. Your tears are an offering. God said, I, I like that. I think I'll just make his daddy more than a conqueror. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. I'll be a conqueror any day he'll let me, but every time he gives me the chance to be more than a conqueror, bring it on. We got a, we got a great Savior. We got a great Savior. The days of darkness are coming. The days of darkness are coming. Be, be ready. Here's what Natalie says. I don't know why she's... Miss Faith, she won't turn it into a song. Can you... Here's what Natalie says. She says, I don't know where she gets to all this. She said, your theology of suffering needs to be settled before the suffering ever comes. Oh my God, I wish I thought of that. Settle what you believe about suffering, about God, about trials, about darkness, about conquering, about more. Settle that now. And then when the trial comes, let me tell you, Brother Adam, we, I need a witness right here. When the trial comes, all you're able to do is put it on autopilot. That's all you can do. Right? Ain't that right? You just, when the trial comes, you're just on autopilot. I, I, I believed a year ago God was good. Here I am in a trial. I'm just going to believe He's good. Okay? I'll feel it. I'll feel it later. Right now, I just believe it. Oh, I'm trying to quit. I sat with a family. I sat with a family. I sat with a family. They had, they had gone through the unthinkable with a 12-year-old son. I don't want to say, y'all with me? The unthinkable, Brother Bill, Brother South. They had gone through the unthinkable. Chris, they sat down in my school office, and here's what they said. God is good. They were coming to enroll the 
the younger sister of, of the 12-year-old, they say, God is good. Pastor Carter taught us, Jesus never fails. They were, I'm not making fun of them. They were on autopilot. They didn't feel like Jesus never failed. But preacher Carter had instilled in them, Jesus never fails. And they said, until I feel it again, I'm just going to believe it. Your days, brother, brother Connor, come please. Your days of darkness are beatable because we have a Savior, because we have a Bible, because we have godly examples, because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Don't, don't despair in your days of darkness. We've walked, we've come, here's what they sang in the 70s. We've come this far by faith. Are we going to bail now? Y'all, if a generation needed us 30 years ago, how much more does this one? That one, that one had some Judeo-Christian values, preacher, right? These, you know, I listen to you. You, you, you love this heritage. You're, that generation had some Judeo-Christian values. That's gone. That's gone. They need to see it in y'all. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Let's stand. Brother Connor's going to do the invitation. Preacher, you mind the Lord.